him, can you hear him come through yep. this mic? Yep, okay. Yeah. That's fine. So, oh, I'm in the toilet. <laughs> a little bit. You never want to be caught in the toilet. I've done that a few times. Walked <laughs> in when they haven't locked the door. Who knows what that feels like? Yeah, yeah I've been there. The men's toilet. The men, oh, yeah, men's and women's. And you name it, I've been in there. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay, so we are um, in the Proving God um, series tonight. And my message is called Speaking Prophetically to Others Builds Up Lives. I still feel like I'm in the toilet. Is there any way that that can, because it's just a little bit annoying me. So speaking prophetically to others builds up lives. And um, when I was thinking about this message, I was reminded really quickly of a time when we had a ladies' conference on. It was probably about maybe five years ago. And um, I was standing here, and um, some people came down for prayer. And this lady came to me. Now, she didn't come to the church, but she'd come for a conference. And she came to me, and she was crying. And she said, I really desire a baby. And I looked at her, and she said, I really, really desire a baby. She said, I want a baby. And I said, well, you know what? I said, let's stand together, and let's pray. We stood together, and we prayed. And the moment I closed my eyes to pray for this lady, I saw her standing with a little boy. And I looked and I thought, okay, God, well, I don't know how you're going to do that, but I'm going to share that because that is a picture from you. So I shared with this lady and I said, well, I just see you standing with a little boy. So off she went and she went and she went back to church and her own church and she was away. Actually, I didn't see her for about another three years after that. Another conference happened and she came in for conference and she came in with her friends and she was sitting at the back and it was lovely to see her. Um, And at the end of conference... I went walking out of the room to leave the room and I was standing at the top of the stairs and she was standing at the bottom of the stairs at the main entrance with a little boy. (laughs) With a little boy. And I just stopped on the stair and I looked at her and she said, this is a little boy. You prayed for this little boy and this is the boy. And honestly, that was just one of the most powerful things that has ever happened in my life. There have been other times that God has shown me something and and out of a step of faith I have shared it and uh, I I love that in Jeremiah 29 just like Brian shared tonight God says to us I know the plans that I have for you my plans are to prosper you and not to harm you and they're to give you a hope and a future so if you're here tonight and you're saved you're in the best hands possible because there is a language that heaven speaks over your life And that language that heaven speaks over your life tonight is one of prosperity and it's one of hope. It's one of blessing and it's one of favor. And I want you to know that whatever season you find yourself in, there is a language that heaven is speaking all around you. It's speaking over you. And, And sometimes we actually, what it takes is just to stop and just to tune in. Because if you tuned in right now, you'd hear that language. And so it's full of prosperity and it's full of hope. Um, you know, prophecy is something that is very encouraging. And um, my message tonight isn't a thus says the Lord message over your life. It's not that. But when we speak in conversations, there is a prophetic language that we can bring just to a conversation, just just chatting. I um, Whenever I speak with anyone, especially when I come in here because you're my family and I love you, 
And um, whenever I speak with anyone, I always want a person to leave conversation feeling full of hope, feeling like God is with me. This is okay. Um, And actually, when you are having that conversation with somebody, that is actually equally as encouraging for a life as a thus says the Lord moment. Now, if if I was just to do something right now, if I was to now, yeah, if I was to do something like this, and I was to say, if I was to say, Cheryl, you are an amazing mother, and you are an amazing pastor, and the words that you speak are life-changing words, and I know that when you speak and when you stand on the stage, that lives are changed. Now, I know that in this room on a Sunday morning, we have over 100 people. Every life is changed and impacted because of the words that come out of your mouth. And so when I was preparing tonight, I saw a scripture, I saw a pen. And on this pen, it said, the hand of a skillful writer. And it was your pen. And it was on your table with your message. And that pen was written with the hand of God, although it was in your hand, to change and transform lives. Now, I haven't prophesied, but I've just encouraged. But that in itself is prophetic. If I was to say, Andrea, you're an incredible person. You are beautiful and you're a blessing to the house. And God has amazing plans for your life. And what you bring here as you serve in the house yeah. blesses everybody yeah. because you bring something that nobody else can bring yeah. it's not prophetic but it's encouraging yeah. and so with every conversation that we have in life it can always have a prophetic edge it can always have the language of heaven in it yeah. and that's what I want to encourage you with tonight because sometimes with our conversations we need to bring the language of heaven in yeah. amen amen, amen. Yeah. okay Okay, okay, okay. It was a nice pain. (laughs) Just so you know, it was a nice one. It was a nice one. So prophecy is a message of divine truth revealing God's will. And God's will is always that you will have favor and it is always that you will succeed. And when I first came into this church, um, I was, oh, it was a long time ago. (laughs) I'm really old. It was like a long time ago. I came into the church and I remember I'd never really had anybody speak over my life before and I remembered with every prayer line that happened I raced down the front no matter what it was for I was just there and I actually remember I remember Kevin saying to me when I stood one night in a prayer line he said you're in every prayer line (laughs) and I stood there and I thought I know but I was so desperate for encouragement and I was so desperate to hear just the word of God and what God had for me and, and God's heart for us is that we speak truths and we speak them into each other's lives. So sometimes when we're here as a congregation, as a body, sometimes we can rely on others just to help us a little bit. But actually, each other, us as a family, our job here in this place is to build up one another, speak prophetically, have, have a conversation that involves heaven's language and build one another up. There's nothing worse than somebody who uh, doesn't have the language of heaven 
and you're, having, you're trying to have a conversation and it's, it's, not, it's not easy. Uh, and I want to encourage you tonight, tap into the language of heaven and speak that over people's lives. First Thessalonians says, Therefore encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. So we're called to build each other up in the public place and in the private place. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Yeah. It's amazing, really, how powerful your tongue is. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's quite incredible how just one sentence from somebody can affect a life and disempower somebody yeah. for a long, long time. Yeah. I remember um, when I was in high school, I remember there was a boy in my year, um, and I remember he was different. And I remember he was one of these super intelligent guys. And um, I remember we were all in school together and he got bullied. He got really bullied because he was so intelligent and because he was so intelligent, he just didn't connect on the level that other people were connecting on. He was always thinking about these incredible things. And uh, this boy got bullied in high school and I remember looking at him one day, and we were in form class, and I remember looking at him one day and thinking, man, this could destroy him. Now, little did I know, I didn't know him that well, but I later found out that he was a Christian. And round his life, he had a circle of very good friends. And it was just a small group of boys in the high school that were Christians too. And they just cheered him on. They were just, they stood with him, they hung out together, they, they were just really good friends. And I always, every time I saw him with this group of friends, I felt so relieved because I would look at him and I would think, oh, okay, you're fine. You're with your friends. But this boy, because he had kept a circle of people around him that were cheering him on and, I guess, speaking heaven's language round about him, he went on to, um, to receive an award for being the best physics student in the UK. And even although he was bullied and he was told he was different and he was told all these things... He never let that affect him. And he went on to do great things because he kept a circle of people around his life. Yeah. And that circle of people he kept around his life were speaking a language that was helping him grow. Yeah. So um, I do want to encourage you tonight that, you know, cheer each other on. Cheer each other on with the language of heaven. Let God speak through your mouth to others. Um, some, speaking prophetically to other people, it does build them up. Sometimes God requires us to build ourselves up. Sometimes we have to actually look at our situation and just start speaking prophetically over it. And it reminds me of a story in Mark where Jesus was in a boat and he was sleeping in the boat and the disciples were in the boat and a storm came. And the storm happened, or it was happening, and they all went running to Jesus and they said, do something, it's really stormy. And it says that Jesus calmed the storm but then he as good as said to them, could you not have done this yourself? Could you not have just dealt with this? This wasn't difficult. But they didn't understand the power invested within them. So when the storm of the situation came, they were scared. Um, and so God requires sometimes that we do not rely on other people, but that we build each other yeah. up. Um, I love that when you read in the, in the Bible a lot, you see... Um, a lot in the Bible that before God was about to do something the Holy Spirit was already there and um, things like creation it says that when creation happened that the Holy Spirit was hovering now the Holy Spirit was hovering over the earth waiting for the word 
from God to move. You see things, and you hear, you read things in the Bible also, like before Mary was pregnant, the angel was there and spoke the word because God was before that thing. And so, um, when I was uh, actually when before I had met Brian, I was working um, in in a, a office in town, and um, I was having my lunch one day, and I was reading the newspaper, and I was reading this story in the newspaper. Now, my name at the time was Ruth McCaskill, right? And I'm reading this story in the newspaper and it's a story about a girl called Ruth Taylor. And I looked at the story and I thought, oh, what is it about that name? Never ever spoken to Brian before in my life. Now I didn't even know him. And I'm looking and thinking, oh, what's about the name? There is something about that name. Because my spirit knew, because the Holy Spirit was there before that thing happened. Now, my spirit knew that thing was going to happen, that my name was going to be Ruth Taylor, for those of you that don't know. But um, that my name was going to be, my spirit knew that thing because the Holy Spirit was there before it. And when, when I was in that office, Brian used to go past that office on his way to his work. And I didn't know, because I didn't know him, but he would look down at my office block and he would think, what is it about that company? There's something there. <laughs> and I was in there because the spirit was there before that event happened. So it's the same also, actually, with um, the first time I saw Kevin and Cheryl. And I've told this story before and it makes me sound a bit weird. <laughs> but I was in CLC in a bookshop, Bible bookshop. And um, I'm standing there and Kevin and Cheryl walked in the door. And I'm just looking at books and cards and stuff. And they walked in the door and they completely caught my attention. And I looked and I thought, what is it about that couple? And I'm standing there, and I watched them back, walk back out. And I went over to the desk, and I said to the man, who is that couple? And he said, that's Kevin and Cheryl Upton. They're coming to plant a church in Aberdeen. And I went, oh, there's something about them. And he just looked at me. So then I went out the door of the shop to come and say hello, because I knew that there was a connection. But you were gone. Heidi and Joe were, were like here, and they're just toddling beside you. And you're walking towards Union Street. And I thought, oh, I've missed them. A year later, I found myself in your church. And it's the church where God built my life. So the Holy Spirit was before that thing. That connection happened and, and my spirit knew it. So um, the Holy Spirit is always before uh, something that God is about to do. Um, and I want to take you tonight to a story. It's in Ezekiel 37, if you have your Bibles. I make such a noise, don't I? I snort and everything when I'm drinking. I'm so sorry. I really do. I am just unladylike. I am. I know. I know. I've heard it. It's too ladylike. I am a secret bloke. I am a secret bloke, honestly. I wish I could change that, and I can't change that. It's terrible. I do. I sit sometimes, and I think to myself, I wish, I wish I had, like, a cupboard of handbags and a cupboard of heeled shoes. I really do. Like, high heels and all these, and I just don't. Sorry. You married a bloke. Okay. Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Ezekiel. more feminine. Okay, Ezekiel 37. <sighs> okay, all right. Ezekiel 37, 1 to 13. And it says, the hand of the Lord was on me and he brought me out by the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. 
He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I was prophesying there was a noise, a rattling sound and the bones came together bone to bone. I looked and tendons and flesh appeared on them and the skin covered them but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy son of man and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breathe from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what the Lord says. Have I just read that twice? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Um, right, okay, so let's, let's go to the end. It says, I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that, the, that I, the Lord, have spoken and that I have done it, declares the Lord. So here's Ezekiel. And he's in a really horrible situation because a valley is horrible enough without bones everywhere, <laughs> without kind of dead people. You know, it, it's, it's one of those situations you look at it and you think, that's pretty horrendous. You know, it's, it's like to be probably ankle deep in uh, bones that belong to people is not a very nice situation. <laughs> but um, it is amazing how um, speaking prophetically changes that whole thing speaking prophetically changes that whole situation and Ezekiel was here in this horrible situation but he was there to learn a lesson and he was there to learn a lesson about the power of his words he was there to watch what the Holy Spirit was going to do on the moment that he spoke and it was a really powerful thing that he did and and, um, in in this situation it says actually that um, you know, God says to Ezekiel, can they live? Now, God asks him this question, and what he's saying is, what, where is your faith? How great is your faith? And Ezekiel says, only you know, because his faith was small. He wasn't saying, God, I know you're going to do it. I know that this thing is going to happen. What he said was, only you know, because he didn't know. And, um, and so he started to speak. And as he started to speak, God started to move. And he couldn't see how God was going to move, but he just spoke anyway. And I don't know how many of you are in here tonight, and, and you've been in a situation where you don't know how God is going to do it. You see a situation and you think, God, we actually, we really need you to move, but we don't know how you're going to do it. And um, I think it's incredible because, you know, there is a time for, there is a time for certain things. There's a time for praying over a situation there's a time for fasting over a situation and there's a time to prophesy 
and uh, prophesying over a situation is it's one of the most powerful things you can do. I've watched lives build. When I first came in to the church, I was pretty hopeless, if I'm honest. And I stood in these prayer lines every time there was a prayer line. And every time there was a prayer line, I heard about the truth that God spoke over me. And I, I heard what heaven was saying over my life. And um, the truth is that God's plan for you, God's heart for you, what God is speaking over you tonight is hope, it's purpose, it's, it is good. It is not bad, but it is good. The, the breakthrough that you look for depends on your level of trust and it depends on your level of obedience. I, um, I love how, you know, how God moves on people when he does. And I love um, just watching how God can sometimes just astound you. And, you know, we sing a song about God astounding us and, and, and God does astound us. But whatever God teaches us, whatever conversation you have with someone, this is what they should feel once they've spoken with you. They should feel encouraged. They should feel equipped. Everything that you say should edify. It should be something that builds and it shouldn't be something that tears down. And so um, I want to share with you three things tonight that, um, that I believe that people look for when they speak with you. Because tonight my message is called Speaking Prophetically Builds Up Lives. And every single one of us are called to do it. I, I could stand here tonight and I could prophesy. I could give you a word from God or I could just encourage you and all of us can just encourage and so there are three things that I want to share with you tonight that God requires of you to speak over other people well actually what people want to feel when they've spoken with you the first thing people want to feel when they've spoken for you is they want to spoken to you is they want to feel compassion Matthew 14 verse 14 tells us that Jesus was moved with compassion to bring people out of bondage um, the other thing that people want to feel when they speak with you is encouraged. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. People should always leave knowing that God is with them. Number three is that whatever you say to them should always leave them with a hope that turns their eyes towards heaven. Hebrews 6 says, We have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure it enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf and I want to tell you tonight that you're not alone I want to tell you tonight that God he goes with you every in in every single situation I want you to know that that the 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 language that is spoken over you tonight is one of encouragement it's one of of just greatness it's one of abundance it's one of blessing it's one of, of truthfulness. God has an incredible plan for you. And I want to encourage you tonight that if you do find yourself in a situation where you, um, you can't see how God's going to do it, I want to encourage you by telling you God will. God will. And sometimes in some situations, we don't, um, it doesn't turn out the way we thought, but God still has his way. God will still teach you something. God will do whatever God is going to do. Let's stand up just now.
okay? <clears throat> so the Holy Spirit is with you in everything that you do. And right now the Holy Spirit is here because he's before everything. Before we came into this service, he was here waiting to move and he moved. Before you got up this morning, he was there and he was right beside you and he was just waiting for you to get up to do the day with you. Before you go to bed tonight, he will be there and he will be waiting for you. He is with you all of the time. He is before everything. He is before it all. And I, I want to, when I was preparing this message, I really felt really strongly to pray for two groups of people. And the first group of people that I felt to pray for is those of you that find yourself in a situation that you don't know how it's going to turn out, but you need God to move. Because I want to encourage you by letting you know that the Holy Spirit has gone before. So whatever, you, whatever journey you're about to take, whatever road you're about to walk down, whatever thing you're about to go through, the Holy Spirit's gone before. He's there. Okay, and I want to pray for you tonight. If you, and, and I am just going to declare over you, I am, going to, I am going to declare and I'm going to prophesy over you that God is with you. And the second group of people that I want to pray for tonight is those of you that don't know God. Those of you that aren't walking with him because the truth is that God has an incredible plan for your life. And you know, I wouldn't want to do this journey without him. I couldn't. But God wants to do it with you. God wants to do this journey walking right beside you and taking you on an adventure that is going to lead you into great things, full of blessing, full of hope. God wants that for your life tonight. And so just while every eye is closed, uh, if that was you I spoke to in that first group, that you're about to go through something or you're in a situation right now and you really need to see God to move, I want you to open up your heart and I want you to open up your hands and I am going to pray because tonight God wants to move. God wants to go before you tonight. God wants to take you on that journey, but he wants to go before you in it. Now, if you focus too hard, then you ride that journey on your own. He's there, but he, he, he can't move because you're riding it in your own, your own faith. You're riding it in your own strength. Okay, the Holy Spirit wants to go before you in it. Father God, I thank you tonight, Father, for every hand that is raised in this room. Father God, I thank you that in every situation you're sovereign. Father, I thank you that in every situation you already have won it. You're already there before us, just like at the beginning of time before the earth was formed. Your Holy Spirit was there and it hovered and it waited for the spoken word. And even when, when, uh, when Jesus was conceived, you were there before it. Because you caused that thing to happen. And in every situation where you move God in power, you're there before it. And Father God, we invite you into every single situation tonight where people need to see you move. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that you're there before it. You're there, you're, you've gone before, you've paved a way of blessing, you've paved a way of favor, you've paved a way, Father God, where your abundance and your faithfulness can be made manifest. You have paid a, paved a way that will not destroy. You have, you have made a way that will not bring destruction, but you have made a way for blessing. And we declare that tonight. We declare over these situations tonight. We declare 
the Holy Spirit. We declare the sovereignty of God. We declare the blessing. We declare the favor. We declare and we thank you that you've made a way. Father God, we thank you that you've gone before. There is nothing to fear. There is nothing to fear. There is nothing to fear because you're in it. Because you're in it. You're in it already. You've gone before and you've made that way. And Father God, I thank you that you're about to show yourself faithful. You're about to show yourself faithful to so many people. And you know what? Some of you are going to be absolutely astounded at the faithfulness of God. I want to tell you that although your situation might look hopeless, I'm telling you, God is going to blow you away. He is going to blow you away because he's gone before it. He's gone before it. You know, for Mary, Mary had to just trust. She just had to walk it. She just had to trust there was nothing she could do. Even for the Holy Spirit, you know, when he was... When he was there before creation, he was there and he was hovering. And you know what? He just waited for the word and he just moved. He didn't say to God, I'm not sure if you should do that. I'm not actually sure if that's the wisest thing. I'm not actually sure if light and dark is a good idea. Are you sure? (laughs) You know, he didn't though. Because he trusted. He just moved. Because he was the Holy Spirit. But likewise, we have to just walk in and we have to trust and we have to know that God is God. God is God. It's going to be fine. And for those of you tonight that uh, aren't walking with God yet, do you know what? God has got a, an adventure for you. And if you're in here tonight and you don't know him, I want to say to you tonight that you can know him tonight as your Lord and your Savior. You can start a journey tonight that is the most incredible journey of your life. You can walk with him from tonight And he will open doors for you that you never thought would open. And if that's you tonight, if you're ready tonight to start a relationship with God, I just ask while every head is bowed and every eye is closed that you just raise your hand and let me see that that is you. Let me see that that is you that I'm talking to. Let me just see that that you are ready. That's all it is. It's just a raised hand to say, do you know what? I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, repeat this prayer after me. Father, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Forgive me for my sin. I ask you to walk with me. I ask that you help me. And I ask that you do every day with me. I ask you to be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer tonight, I'd love to pray with you after the service. If you didn't have the courage to put up your hand, I'd love to just pray with you as you start that journey with God. For the rest of you, I want to just encourage you to make your focus, make your focus heaven. Make your focus what God is saying. Make your focus, you know, in, in what's happening with, with the oil and everything right now, it's quite easy to make your focus the opposite of what God might be saying. Do you know what? Make your focus God. And walk in his blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.